Welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Hebrews chapter 6 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. So let us begin. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again on the foundation of repentance from acts that led to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance, to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed, and in the end it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him, as you have helped His people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end, so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. The certainty of God's promise. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all arguments. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to their heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So, again, let's see what the text is telling us here. It's telling us that all we need to do in order to make things right with God is to just have faith in Jesus. However, the first step alone is really not enough to grow as a Christian. We need to continue to grow as Christians in our daily lives and we need to grow in the faith until we reach maturity. And in order to do this, we need solid food. And the solid food here is basically the study of God's Word. We need to study the Bible. And then we need to daily pursue holy living. So it's not good enough to just study the Bible, but we need to pursue holy living. That's where most of us miss the train. That's where most of us say this is too hard. We miss the connection. We think that just by listening to God's word, 
we're good. We have a connection. We may have a connection to God, but we're still babies. We're still in the infancy. But to be fully realized as the Christians that we are called to be, we need to pursue holy living. Everything we say, everything we do, everything we think needs to be clothed in the Word of God. It needs to be clothed in the principles of what it is to be a Christian, to have our faith anchored to Jesus and not to let us be taken away from that. So here the Hebrew uh, text is instructing us to show strength in our faith and to live a morally acceptable life before God. A life that seeks heavenly realities by growing in maturing maturing by the grace of God and through our faith in Jesus Christ. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you for sending us this incredible gift, this word, the Bible, your gift to us, the living word, so that we can understand what we're called to do on this earth, so we can understand how we're supposed to live, so we can understand how we're supposed to think, what we're supposed to say. And so that every time we fall short, which is every day, every hour, every minute, that we stand back up again and realize that we've fallen short of the glory of God, but that we can continue trying, that you call us to get up, dust us ourselves off, and continue to try. That's how we grow and become mature in the Word. That's how we become mature in our walk with you, Lord. So help us. Give us the strength, Lord, to continually to strive to do the right thing, to live a morally acceptable life to you, Lord, by your principle. And when we fall short of it, to get up and try again. And when we fall again, we get up and we try again. So Lord, send us your Holy Spirit to dwell upon us and to guide us. We ask this in your Son's name, Jesus. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Hebrews chapter 6. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.